Hey folks, a couple quick notes before we get into the episode. First of all, we're doing hypnosis on this one, so please don't listen to this episode while you're, say, driving or operating heavy machinery. You may or may not have a reaction to what you hear, and it's better to be safe than sorry. Secondly, we also made a video of this episode since we thought you'd like to see our scene instead of just hearing it. The full video is available now as a special treat for our Patreon supporters at the $5 level and higher. So if you're already a supporter, you can go check that out, and if you're not, you can sign up at patreon.com slash thedildorks. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Dildork Storky Discourse on Sex, Dating, and Masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I know how to hypnotize people. That's pretty cool. Who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger, and I have no idea what's about to happen, but let's find out together. <laughs> you have some idea. I have, I have a, the vaguest of ideas. <laughs> yes. So we're doing a thing which I think was originally suggested during like a drunken dildorks episode long long ago um and the the flames were probably fanned by both of our partners individually being like well that seems like a great idea i think you should do that um what we're going to do is we're going to do a hypno kink scene and if you don't know what hypno kink is it is the usage of uh hypnosis in an erotic context we've done several episodes on it and they are all good if I may say so. I'm feeling very... Can I... If I seem weird, it's because there's a light on us and we're doing video and I'm an awkward baby. But. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to gonna push back and, and say, is it exclusively erotic? Because we talk a lot about kink and mm. sex being separate. That's true. I guess... Uh, and that's not really, like... At its purest definition, that's probably not what we're going to get into much here. That's true. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, terminology things in Hypno that are that are weird and sort of ambiguous. Um, yeah. In large part because it, like, just isn't discussed that much in the sex and kink context that we're discussing it in. But so part of our idea was to model a negotiation for a scene mm-hmm. because that's something that you teach and are really good at. Um I'm trying to remember the last time we negotiated a scene. <laughs> I think the last time we did a scene, we did not really negotiate. It's probably birthday bruises. Yeah, because the terms of that were clear. It was like, I'm going to spank you 25 times or whatever it was. And I wasn't I wasn't going to like grab any genitals or anything, so we just kind of trusted it. But it is good to be more explicit. Um, especially if you're playing with someone you don't know as well as we know each other. (laughs) Yeah, and I would say we have negotiated before all of our scenes. Our Mm -hmm. negotiations just don't necessarily look the way they would if I was, say, you know, in pickup play with someone at a dungeon or whatever, because, because on the one hand we both kind of understand each other's approach to kink Mm -hmm. and we also understand our dynamic and our relationship pretty well. So like there's a lot of stuff where we're like, no, we're not going to do that. And like, Oh, obviously Kate wouldn't want that. (laughs) Um, yeah. So a a lot of our scenes have just been like, 
hey, you want to get spanked and like go through our stuff and be like, what do you feel like getting hit with? And like, that is all negotiation, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, and we do the one to 10 thing and stuff. It's just yeah, a little less formal. Yeah, I feel like often when I see people talking about negotiation skills, um, they I've seen people teach it where they do do a demo, and I've seen people teach it without one, and I always find it way more helpful with a demo, even if I fully understand what it is that they're saying, because mm-hmm. you just you just see things that you wouldn't have necessarily thought of otherwise. So I guess I want to start by asking, like, really generally, like all the conversations we've had on air and off about hypno um was there anything that i've said about it that like really appealed to you or that you were like oh that sounds interesting and cool i might want to try that like inductions or strategies or like effects that it can have like anything like that i can't think of any specific stuff in particular um i've that's not true. I do think I've felt more inclined towards, like, the tactile stuff. Okay. Um, and, like, stuff I don't plan on playing with today, but I do like the ideas of, like, conditioning and, like, the mm-hmm. ideas of, like, creating a button on someone or whatever. Um, and that kind of stuff is what draws me to it and its ability to uh, kind of create an experience or create an altered state. Mm-hmm. Um, is what I find really fascinating about it. So there's less, like, specific things where I'm like, that's a cool thing I want to do, and more just, I like the idea of having it in my tool belt as something to access other experiences, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, sure. So when you say tactile stuff, um, one of the thoughts I had for, like, a simple thing that we could do that, uh, for me, has been a pretty easy effect to achieve through hypnosis is some form of hypno-bondage, okay. um, which might be, like, uh, feeling like your arms are glued to your legs or to the, the leg of the, the side of the couch or um, whatever the case may be. Does that is that kind of the kind of thing that you're talking about? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, when I was saying tactile, I was also talking more as... Um, I've seen people use touch to either induce or intensify trance, mm-hmm. um, I think, and that just stands out to me in my mind as as a tool for that. I don't know if it would be more or less effective for me, but I guess it's the one that I I remember the most, so that's mm-hmm. gotta say for <laughs> say something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so but yeah, no, that that definitely sounds like something that would be. Uh, interesting to play with and fairly uh, I don't know easy to like assess and access (laughs) yeah yeah because you know what bondage feels like right Um, my thought was and tell me what you think of this but I thought it would be cool to do sort of two mini scenes and the first one would be shorter and it would just be basically like an induction Um, you get to feel what trance feels like hang out there for a minute or two we won't really do very much. It'll mostly just be about the induction and the deepener. And then I'll take you out and we can talk about it. And then we'll do the second part, which will be like where we do some kind of effect. Okay. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cause I had a few ideas for, for hypno effects that I thought would be fun for you. The bondage one was one of them. Cause I know that you are into the like kinesthetic type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I had also written down, like maybe making you smiley or giggly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there's other things you can do with hypno where like maybe you make one arm feel really light and one feel really heavy, which also is a different like kinesthetic effect. 
Um, is that bringing up any like ideas for you or are you still into the, the bondage thing? I like the bondage thing and the idea of like playing with the sensation or how I perceive my own body. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause I think that's really fascinating. And lately I've also just been super interested in ideas of perception and mind and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the giggly one would generally work. I've been in a weird headspace this week and I'm mm. rather grumpy. So I think <laughs> trying to make me smiley and giggly will bring out my like bratty, petulant irritability. Yeah. Just be like, fuck you, I'm not smiling. I don't, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm angry. <laughs> yeah. Because at my heart, I'm still a 16 year old edgelord, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Okay. You'll be like, get giggly and I'll just pull out my black eyeliner. <laughs> You don't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. All right. So I was I was thinking of using a more visual induction because that's one that I've had a lot of success with. I feel like it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. But I also think I can definitely incorporate some kinesthetic elements. Like one thing I was thinking is there's a common like deepener where you lift someone's arm and it's like heavy and, and you tell them that when you drop it, they will drop deeper into trance. And it, mm-hmm. it is really effective for me and for some other people I know because the sensation of it dropping um, is linked mentally to the idea of dropping deeper into trance. Mm-hmm. So there's there's like a very like embodied sense of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all. that's also a part of like a lot of really classic inductions including this one called the Dave Elman induction that's like known as being like one of the more effective ones like that's one of the like key steps of that so I thought it would be cool to to do that yeah and I think as a deepener um it makes more sense for me to go to like more kinesthetic stuff because when I think to myself in subspace one of the things that happens is like one of the first things that happens when I start to get even a little spacey is that my eyes closed Mm -hmm. um because very very quickly uh visual input becomes overwhelming especially Mm -hmm. if i'm in a play space or a dungeon or whatever um it just becomes sensory overload but even i can be like alone with my partner and i'd be like can't open my eyes you're too hot it's too much i can't handle it it's just not i just can't do that right now yeah Uh, so i think it once you get me trancy it would be likely that you'll want to stick to things i can feel and not things that i have to see yeah um, I, I was thinking about your eyes closing thing when I was thinking about doing a visual induction because it does rely on the eyes wanting to eventually close after staying focused on a thing. So I okay. thought it would it would play into what you already are naturally inclined to do. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about uh, a thing that we talked about before, which is called fractionation, which is when you're in trance and you get quickly taken out and put back in. It's kind of this cool, like contrasting sensation it's sometimes used as a deepener but it's also just like cool to feel yourself coming in going out of trance really fast does that appeal would it make sense to do that on the second one i think so i mean i could do it on the first one but i'm kind of wanting to keep that one really simple okay because that's also what i was thinking Mm -hmm. um and let's revisit this after the first one because in theory yes but with my like grumpy irritability that i'm at right now Mm -hmm. i don't know if that would just be disorienting and i'm noticing things that are uh disorienting or like if i'm being asked to task switch at all today it's Mm. ending with me being like fuck you i can't pay i'm sorry (laughs) Uh, so yeah (laughs) i don't know 
if that would be good for where my brain is right now. Mm-hmm. But let's like let's revisit this in between once I have a better idea of how I feel when I'm trancy. Okay. Yeah. The reason I brought it up mostly is first of all, it's cool, and secondly, right. <laughs> um, I know that you. Uh, as do many like uh, people who have not been hypnotized before have some thoughts of like how will I know that I'm in trance like mm-hmm. like are we there yet kind of thing and I have found fractionation really helpful for that because it shows you very quickly and clearly the contrast between the waking state and the trance state mm. but that makes total sense and we will we will check in after we do a little uh, trance tester yeah that does that does make sense and that would be useful though mm-hmm. we'll see yeah okay cool so do you want to do uh, your like simmer acronym to work yeah. through the okay. Um, so for folks who aren't familiar, um, I'm sure you've heard it on our other podcasts, but when I negotiate, I use an acronym. Uh, the word is simmer because I have ADHD and can't remember things when I'm turned on. So those are the <laughs> things that I like to cover when I'm negotiating a scene with someone. Uh, mm-hmm. So the S is for sex. There's probably not going to be any sexy things involved in this scene, yeah? Would this be the part where we would discuss touch, or is there a different one that would work better for that? No, I would say we could talk about touch here. Okay, so I only anticipate needing or wanting to touch, like, your arms, hands, shoulders, maybe back, mostly for reasons of, like readjusting you if you start to fall over but uh the arm thing i will use for the for the arm drop deepener does that sound cool yeah that sounds cool i'm fairly comfy with you touching wherever you need to touch on me like i can't think of a reason you'd want to touch my you'd need to touch my junk so like probably don't no um the literal (laughs) only reason i can imagine is if i dropped my pendulum down there (laughs) (laughs) whoops i dropped my pendulum into your pants hang on yeah (laughs) That would be that would be quite a comedic mistake to make. Um, I don't think that will happen, but you never do know. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I, I trust your judgment on okay. where you can touch me and when you need to. Um, yeah, and the other thing I thought was like the only other when I was kind of going through this in my head on the way over here. The only other place I thought that like sexy things might come up in this is if we were doing um like you were getting me to say things Mm -hmm. and like saying sexy type things which like could have been a hip could have been a thing but like probably not what i'm in the mood for right now and i like the other ideas we have better anyway yeah there there i did think about there are some like deepeners uh and different strategies where you do have the person say things because i think like for the podcast medium obviously that would be more interesting but i was thinking and i was like i don't really think that those are jive with what I know about you as a potential hypnotic subject for whatever reason. I feel like you would just be like annoyed and resentful at having to say something that I'm telling you to say. So, you know, so yeah. And that's, and I, I was also thinking, cause I've seen at the hypno group stuff that we do, we go to, mm-hmm. um, people have talked about scenes like confessional style stuff, which is a thing that I play with a lot in, um, just fun DS things, yeah. of, like making you say an embarrassing thing, or like right. our weird platonic dirty talk thing we do. <laughs> um, so, like, 
Um, I was like, oh, that's the thing that, like, on the audio medium could be interesting to play with, but, like, given where I'm at right now, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really want to get into, like, DS stuff. The the kind of thing I was thinking of, of, like, a verbal deepener is, like, maybe I would count down from ten and in between each number have you say something, like, deeper and deeper or getting more relaxed or something like that. Yeah. Which, like, I find that helpful because, like, actually saying words sometimes makes me, like, feel the thing in my body more, Mm -hmm. but... I don't really think that we need to do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what's the next one? I is for intensity. Okay. Um, given that we're exploring and also on a podcast, I'm going to say we're aiming for relatively low intensity on this uh-huh. one. Um, especially the first one. The second one we might do uh, something a little more interesting with, but for the most part it's just a taster we're not really approaching either of our edges i don't think with any of this yeah yeah um the bondage thing i mean i guess for some people it can feel intense and like maybe borderline uh freak them out a little if if that sensation happens and um but but you know that we're gonna do that so i don't really think i mean and also like i think i am pretty good at like sensing distress in you which i don't anticipate there will be but yeah yeah. and if i start to get nervous we'll have um something kind of in place to be like make this stop happening to me yeah (laughs) yeah is there a part to discuss Um, safe words yes Yes, yeah i figured (laughs) yeah which is actually uh we can make it next uh because there's two m's so we'll (laughs) say metacommunication is the next one okay Um, um so uh, what do you think about just green, yellow, red? Yeah, that's that's more or less my go-to. Okay, and and let's say uh, for these purposes, the yellow maybe means that you need to communicate with me because, like, obviously yellow means, like, scale things back, but I may not know exactly what you're asking me to scale back. Yeah. So if you're in trance and you say yellow, I will uh, wake you up to discuss with you what you want to discuss yeah and we'll use red as like something is not great Mm -hmm. stop everything and also probably the recording yeah (laughs) yeah okay um uh is there anything else we might want to communicate in scene generally i have like something uh like sometimes when I'm role playing or whatever, I'll put other phrases in there mm-hmm. to communicate other things without getting out of character. But I think in this, that would be distracting. Um, do we yeah. want to put a nonverbal safe word in case because subspace sometimes makes it hard for me to talk? Um, mm-hmm. So if trance also makes me like nonverbal in a way I don't expect. Yeah. What about shaking your head back and forth? Because if we uh, have your arms in a bondage situation... Mm, that makes want, sense. Yeah. I was going to say jazz hands, but no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the, I think it's... Uh, uh, I think kink.com uses the... Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I think that that would be fairly easy to do, even if you're in trance. Yeah. Okay. That works. Okay. And I may also ask you, like, how are you feeling? In which case you can say good or not good, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, the second M is for motivations. Mm-hmm. I would say <laughs> one very definitely is making a podcast. Yeah. Um, so uh, we talked about um, what we want to do. Do we want to talk about how we're going to also kind of convey that in an audio medium? Um, are there ways that you can... 
um, kind of prompt me to describe my experience without bringing me out of trance? Uh, yes. I also thought that that's one of the reasons it would be useful to take you out in between so that yeah. we could have a little convo and, and I could find out like what you felt. Um, as far as like me describing what I'm doing, like I was pretty much gonna, to some extent narrate, which is also like a hypnotic, uh, strategy in mm-hmm. a sense, because like, if I'm explaining what I'm doing, um, it, it can like help instill confidence in the person listening to that about, uh, that I know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of what's tricky about this is that you may not be able to like really, uh, communicate very articulately. Yeah. I may ask you again, like how you're, how are you feeling? But like, I find when I'm in trance, I, I can't really say a lot. I could say like, I'm good or I'm okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, it would also like, I, I do also think your narration thing is probably helpful just in the consistency of your voice can kind of become like melodic and something you can kind of track. Yeah. Um, rather than being broken up constantly. Um, and I would say I think it is probably helpful to get some snippets of me not communicating well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because that's kind of what we're going for here. Um, mm-hmm. And my voice certainly changes in my different spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's I, right there with my eyes closing. It's one of the first things I hear. And it's how, like, if I'm getting hit with stingy things, I will hear myself go into my little voice before yeah. I realize I'm subspacey. Yeah, that <laughs> I hear myself to me like, too. Oh, wait. <laughs> like, hey. Yeah. Um, and then my, uh, like, whereas thuddier stuff gets me much more, like, quiet and whispery, and I don't notice it. I just notice everyone going, what? What? <laughs> Which is not something my loud Italian ass normally encounters. <laughs> um, so I think it would be interesting to kind of capture the way my demeanor shifts. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. So at least kind of prompt me to try and say some things. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, and what is the next one? Uh, e is for the end, mm-hmm. which we kind of talked through what this is going to look like. Um, oh, we do have plans after this. Yeah. Um, can we, before we start the scene, figure out... Um, what time we need to leave and how much window wiggle room we can do and yeah. recruit your partner to give us an X yes. amount of time warning. Yeah. So. Matt is a, uh, a time management monarch. It is, Fantastic. Uh, it's five twenty four, and we have to leave by what? Six thirty. Okay. That should be not a problem at all. Okay. Time. Yeah. Yeah. But it, if it gets to be what, what do you want a warning on? Was, if it gets to 15, be, can we do 610 if I'm like still, if I'm in trance at 610? I want a heads up. Okay. Because I don't want to come out of it and then also be running out the door. Yeah. I want to come out of it, be here for a little bit. We have, we're going to have a conversation on here and we're mm-hmm. all, and then I want to be like off air for a little bit and then we'll have a walk, which is also good. Okay. Um, as far as hypno aftercare, I know you don't necessarily know what you would want or need because you haven't done it before. Um, typical things I might recommend are like drink some water, talk about it. We have some chocolates if you need like a sugary thing. Um, would you like a hug? Is there anything that you would like? I'll probably, I mean, a hug will be good. I'll probably want to grab a snack on the way 
Mm-hmm. Um, and because I'll just be due for food. Yeah. Um, I might also need some introvert time before I have to go be in charge in yep. a little while. Okay. So just being able to like walk to our next thing with y'all and like have y'all carry on conversation and let me just kind of observe and be present. Um, yep. Might also be helpful if I'm feeling particularly spacey while I kind of transition myself into work headspace. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I know you know this, but also like you're with two people who are trans experienced. So if you're having a strange trans feeling or just any post trans feeling that you want to talk about, like we can talk about it. Awesome. And, and is there anything that you will need? Um, I probably would like to hear some compliments on uh, my technique and such, but it does not need to be immediate. Okay. Like within a few days via text is even fine. Yeah. Um, and a hug is good. Cool. Okay, great. Uh, and then the R is for risk assessment, which we've kind of done through most of this. Mm-hmm. Um, we've touched on a few things. We're not doing much physicality, um, and we're not touching on much that I think is going to have a ton of emotional landmines for me. We were okay. a little worried about the bondage thing, maybe making me feel a little trapped and panicky, but we have our safe words around that. Yep. And it seems more or less like the thing we can turn off if I start to freak out. So Yeah. If, if that's something that you're worried about, I could also do it with only one arm. I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. Okay. Um, I just, it's a weird feeling for me. If it comes up, it's usually slow building and I'm like, ah, I'm feeling trapped and that's making me feel really irritable. Interesting. Mm. Um, more than it is like me feeling like super panicky immediately. All right. Um, and is there anything about, uh, hypno or anything that we're going to do that like makes you nervous or scared that you want to address? Most of my nerves are that, like, I won't buy in enough or, like, react enough to know that it works. But, mm. like, I'm fairly comfortable, like, fairly comfortable accessing altered states. Mm-hmm. And, like, I trust you. And if anyone can do it, I think, like, our rapport is going to be uh, really conducive to that as well. Yeah. So, like. Yeah, I think I, I've said this to you before, but, like, it is important to, to repeat, which is, like, uh, trance feels different for different people and um a lot of times people are worried like is it working um because they're feeling a thing but they're not really sure if it's like the thing that they're supposed to be feeling Mm -hmm. and like in my experience it is uh it's better if you can to some extent like release those expectations because like yeah it might feel different from how you're expecting um i'll try to remember to like mention that uh again while we're while we're actually doing it but uh yeah, like it, it felt different from what I was expecting, but like if you're if you're able to kind of like relax and like just like go with the with the journey, then it's uh, I think it's better. Yeah, if you're able to, maybe um, like one of the last things you do before you bring me out the first time is mm-hmm. like prompt me to describe what it feels like in the moment. I was yes, okay, I, was, cool. I was going to do that, and yeah. then like also when I come back out, um, yeah, and we'll see. Yeah, okay. Also, I'm gonna take this off yeah. just before we actually do a thing. Disrobe, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to have a drink because I've learned I'm a better hypnotist when I am tipsy, which is um, a, a problematic hot take, but um, that's just a thing about me. 
transparent. I am going to use my trusty um, sparkly heart pendant for the ASMR jingles. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah, listen to this jingly. Um, also, I guess we should say, like, at this point in the podcast, folks, if you're like driving a a car or a a large uh, construction vehicle or something, <laughs> like, maybe don't, maybe don't. Just you know, I like the idea of someone in there like. Like construction vest in their backo, listening to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Casually building a house, listening to the dildo. Learning about Hypno Kink. I, you know, I'm sure there's someone out there. It just doesn't feel like our target audience. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're done the negotiation. We're you ready? We're good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm yeah. Okay. Hang on. Let me get a drink of water. Actually. Okay. <laughs> That moment. I'm going to be hypnotized forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. And I don't get a drink of water. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm going to ask you to sit in a way that you can comfortably sustain, which is probably going to be like feet on the floor. Yeah. Um, but I don't know your body. I'm not. I'm not your dad. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think feet on the floor because I am quite short. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, <laughs> shorter than this in, couch allows. In that direction. Yeah. <laughs> Um, honestly, this is probably... Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so I want you to, uh, take a deep breath and, um, just kind of, like, check in with your body, just kind of, like, feel how things are feeling. Just kind of, we've been using our brains, we've been talking, we've been being entertaining, but now you're gonna just kind of focus inward a little bit. And I'm going to swing this beautiful heart necklace in front of you. And I'm going to ask you to follow it with your eyes and not your head. (laughs) You know what that means. (laughs) So I'm going to swing it right here. It's really pretty. It's really fun to look at. I want you to look at all the details of this necklace as it swings back and forth. Notice the crystals and the pretty shape of it and the colors and the way it catches the light and the sound it makes. And that's all you have to focus on right now is how this heart looks swinging back and forth in front of you. You can take in everything about the way that it looks, try to memorize it so that if you were to close your eyes right now, you could still see it in your mind's eye. And the trajectory might change but you're still going to keep your eyes on it as much as you can because it's so pretty to look at. And nothing else in this room really matters right now except for this beautiful necklace and the sound of my voice. At a certain point, you might find that you're so focused on this beautiful necklace that you haven't even begun to notice that your eyes are starting to get a little tired. And they'd be starting to feel a little heavy. It's a little harder to keep them open. That's okay. You're still gonna keep your focus on this beautiful necklace and all its many crystals. You're not gonna need to pay attention too much to how your eyelids are getting a little heavier, how you might be starting to blink a little bit more. Just gonna stay focused. And you can do that. You're very good at focusing. You're doing a great job. 
But if your eyes are starting to get a little heavy, that's okay. That's perfectly natural. It happens. That heavy feeling just means that you're doing a really good job of focusing on all those pretty crystals. And you can start to let those blinks come more often now. You can start to let go of every other thought but this necklace and my voice. And the heaviness is starting to creep into those eyelids now. You might be thinking about how good it would feel to close those eyes, to just let them go, let those eyelids drop. I'm gonna let you do that soon, but I just want you to focus on this necklace a little bit longer. I'm gonna count down from three, and when I get to one, you're gonna let those eyelids drop, and you're gonna fall into a nice trance. Three, still watching those crystals, still staying nice and focused even as your eyelids feel heavier and heavier. Two, droopier, drowsier, loose, heavy. One, close those eyes, let those eyelids drop, feel yourself sinking down, very heavy, drowsy, droopy. Feels so nice to have your eyes closed like that. And when your eyes are closed like that, it's even easier to focus only on my voice. There may be other thoughts or other things going on in the room, but you know that none of them is important right now. All you need to do is listen to my voice and be present in your body. And remember to take deep breaths and just float there in that nice, calm, soothing space. Nice and relaxed and drowsy and heavy. It feels so good to focus and listen and do nothing at all. I'm going to count back up to three. And when I get to three, you're going to be once again awake and alert and ready to chat with me. But first, I want to ask you, how are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. Mm -hmm. Um, things feel a little fuzzy. Mm -hmm. I was feeling kind of like moments when you were telling me to take a deep breath. I felt there were times where I felt like tingly and like I did feel myself like drop a little bit at like certain moments. Like there was a tangible feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and things feel like a little fuzzy around the edges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a nice fuzziness. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to count up to three. And when I get to three, that fuzziness is going to dissipate and you're going to come back into the waking world and be alert and ready for a chat. One, two, three. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, so how did, how did that feel?
good. It felt, I feel warm. I don't know if it is a little warm in here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it felt, it felt good. Things felt a little like fuzzy around the edges. Um, Mm -hmm. there was a moment like, there was a moment when you said that I didn't have to do anything other than be present in my body and it stood out because I noticed that I wasn't feeling in my body. Mm. And then he said it, and I was like, oh, I have a body. <laughs> was that? Did oh. you want to be more in your body, or were you enjoying, like, being in your head? I think I was... I think I was trancier when I was more in my head. Mm, okay. I think being alert of my body brought me out of it a little bit. Okay. And I don't know if that's the nature of this one like of what we were doing in particular and if mm. I was playing with something more tactile the whole time. Right. Um mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. It's yeah. uh yeah, I feel like different people experience it very differently. Like there are some people who do feel very much in their body and are kind of like mentally blank in a way and then there mm-hmm. are other people who are like very much in their heads. Yeah, I'm curious now to just in the way that that relates to like some of the different kinds of subspace I access Mm -hmm. because there are like my more high energy little kind of subspace that I access is way more in my body Mm -hmm. than like my deep floaty headspace whereas it is very much divorced from my body and it's in this like floaty quiet place Mm -hmm. so you said fuzzy what else was what else was going on uh in terms of like what you were feeling or how you would describe how that felt there were also moments where, like, especially you were talking about, like, the blinking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the way I talked about with subspace, being able to be like, oh, my voice is changing. I'm getting subspacey. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times where I was, like, noticing my blinking changing. Like, mm-hmm. I would blink a few times or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, like, the cadence of it was weird. Mm. Um, and it, like... Yeah, and I think, and what was interesting is I noticed you were, like, mentioning it, but then also, like, leaned back into it in the way we've talked about how you can kind of affirm, this is happening to you. Yeah. Just like I said it would happen to you, see? Yeah. Um, to kind of yeah. have your body convince you of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you so you liked that part of it. Yeah, I th- and I thought it was just, I thought it was interesting that I was, like, noticing things in my body being like, ah, things are happening to me. <laughs> Cool, cool. Um, So what are you thinking for the second part of the scene? Does the bondage idea still appeal to you? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, And I think the fractionation would be cool to bring me, like, in and out to, like, give me that starker contrast. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I did notice, um, because I am having that, like, nervousness around, like, but will I, like, do the thing like I'm supposed to? Yeah. Um, will I be receptive enough? Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, found myself in that thing that folks talk about with orgasm where they're like, no, I'm taking too long, and then they're like, they can't get there because it's taking right. too long. Yeah. Um, and I noticed myself in that place when you were uh, swinging the sparkly heart and everything. I was mm. like, ah, my eyelids are not heavy immediately, and she has mentioned it once. I am a failure. <laughs> no, it's okay. I um, mean, that's, that's part of the reason to... 
uh, phrase things in hypno like you might be noticing or like I wonder what would happen if because like I was seeing the way that your blinking was changing so I was responding to that but if you didn't like immediately like feel that way then like that's just a difference in like perception and that's one of the reasons to to be intentionally like vague in some of this phrasing yeah and I think it was it, the parallels were really funny though like to me because I was literally like oh I bet you her arm's getting tired she's just holding no. that thing up swinging it forever oh no oh no she's gonna run out of things to say and then feel bad oh no okay so you were doing kind of like a hidden observer like um like monologuing internally about your own uh, anxieties or whatever, which I think is like really common. That definitely happens to me. That, for the yeah. record, was like not an abnormally long time <laughs> to do an induction. Like I've done ones that were far longer than that, so like don't even stress about that. Um, yeah, and I think and I think that's good because I realized like as soon as you started, I was like, ah, I have no idea how long this should take. <laughs> like I was like, I have no perception mm-hmm. of what the expectations are here, and at yeah. what point I am a weird obstinate subject that is not responding correctly. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I should say also like you, you're not gonna like disappoint me or make me mad if. Um, you don't like do things right or whatever like that's not how I'm approaching this um I think it's just an interesting exploration and like what happens when we're when we're doing what we're doing right now (laughs) like yeah and and whatever way it goes is totally fine um like part of our interest in doing this is like your curiosity about trance so like you know you can just keep that in mind and and it's it's an exploration it's not like necessarily I know you know this but like it doesn't have to be like goal oriented or anything well and that is helpful too because like as you're saying that i was like yeah but then it's a terrible episode if i don't trance and no it's not it's still useful content exactly (laughs) it's still informative it's still negotiate it's still like role models how to negotiate when things don't go how you expect and all that shit yeah um but at the same time don't go into it thinking like well i'm definitely not going to because those are the times that i don't either where i'm like because like that's Part of what we discuss with hypno and consent is like some people say you can't really be made to do anything you don't want to do which as we've discussed is sort of like half true but certainly if you are resisting the process it's like um you're you're gonna have a harder time with it so yeah and there is like and that's i mean we've talked about this but that's one of the reasons like i wanted to do it with you because mm-hmm. there are certainly i know who i am as a human being and especially now that i am like being toppier more in practice Mm -hmm. like someone that i don't feel naturally like subby to or close to in any way trying to like hypnotop me or whatever i like i i don't think i could turn off the salt Mm -hmm. i think it would just pour out of (laughs) like who do you think you are in charge (laughs) yeah yeah i think it's an interesting exercise regardless yeah um yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so I am going to put you back in trance. Um, I think I'm going to use the necklace again. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that works. Okay. Um, and I'm going to, like, do some, probably some, like, deepeners a little bit, and then we'll do the fractionation 
And usually what I do for that is I set up like a, I'm still like in hypno voice a little bit. I don't know if you're like. <laughs> That's okay. You also slipped into good boy voice at one point in the middle of the hypno thing, which isn't like that. You, you went into, you're doing such a good job. That's actually a hypno thing. That is like specifically a, a strategy because, uh, especially for people like you who are very like, am I in trance yet? Because like no matter what you're feeling, you're still doing a good job. And like, I think that like it, it can be really helpful to hear that so that yeah. you don't, so to just slightly quiet the internal monologue of like, am I fucking this up? You know? Yeah. No, it just made me laugh. Cause you slipped right into your just like positive affirmation. Voice that you just <laughs> give me in general. Like you did so good, babe. Yeah. <laughs> like anytime what like, even when we, <laughs> when we're doing other projects, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, but like, I can do the thing. I can do it. And, like I come back and it's, you did so good, babe. Like it was, that voice and I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah so for the fractionation I usually um set up like a like trigger words that one of them means like you're coming out and one of them means you're going back down and usually it's like open and closed is usually what I would do um and uh and you'll notice that I'll like modulate my tone to make that um, to make those like sound and feel really different, even when you're kind of like in a spacey brain space. Okay. Um, and I, I don't really think I'm going to do anything with you while you're out of trance. I think I really just want to like fractionate you a little bit just so you can get a sense of what that feels like. And then after doing that a little bit, I will put you back down into trance and we will do some of this, um, bondage stuff. Cool. 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 Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, so how are you? How are you sitting? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't know that I'm gonna do like a super long thing, honestly. Um, if we were doing a sexy thing, then I would do more sexy things, and that that takes longer. But okay. So yeah, I mean, if you maybe want to put your hands, however feels comfortable, on your on your lap, so that they're in a spot where I can like root them to that spot. Okay. All right. Um, can, can you root them to the spot? Sure. Because uh, this feels like weirdly robotic. Okay. I'm wondering if maybe something where your wrists are more together would would work better for you because that's more like a bondage sensation you may have felt before. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, but really, like, your comfort is the most important thing. How are we doing on the camera? That looks okay. I'm worried about my computer. <laughs> It's like <coughs> chugging along. For a minute, our faces were frozen. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, see, yeah. see oh. what's happening over there. We're trying. Um, and Oh, and then like at the end of the thing, I will just like bring you back out and we can we can talk about it. Um, anything yeah. else you like super want to tell me before we do this? No, I think we're good. Okay. So I'm going to swing this in front of your eyes again. And I want you to see if you can picture in your mind that feeling that you were having before, that fuzzy, kind of blurry feeling that started when you were looking at this pretty necklace. Because when you're looking at something that you've looked at before with that degree of intensity for that amount of time, it can be easy to drop back into that feeling, that blurry, fuzzy feeling where you notice that your eyes were starting to blink a little bit more. And even if you just hold that feeling in your mind, 
while you're staring at this necklace, you might find that that feels really nice to relax back into that feeling. Even that sound is the same as it was before. That sound is really easy to focus on too, the way it matches up with the necklace swinging back and forth. It's very monotonous, like a pendulum on a clock. Easy to follow, easy to focus on. And I'm noticing again that your eyes are starting to blink a little bit more. And that's completely normal. And you can still stay focused on this necklace for as long as you want. Just letting everything else in the room fade away. Everything else in the world fade away if you want to. You don't need to do anything right now, but focus on this necklace and my voice. You have no other tasks, no other responsibilities, but just following this necklace back and forth with your eyes, tiring out your eyes on this task. And that's okay because that's all they have to do right now. And if I move it a little bit closer to your eyes, I wonder if you notice that it can start to get a little more difficult to follow it so closely. And it can start to tire you out even faster. But you're still able to stay focused. You're very good at staying focused on all those pretty crystals swinging back and forth on the steady rhythm of it, making everything start to blur at the edges so that all that matters is this heart in your sight line and that heavy feeling that's starting to creep up in the muscles around your eyes and the muscles behind your eyes and the muscles in your eyelids all working very hard and all starting to get tired out. You work so hard all the time. Sometimes it's okay to just relax. Sometimes it's okay to give in to the heaviness and let those eyelids do what they want to do and let the sound and the sight of that pendulum guide you into that fuzzy, sleepy, heavy, drowsy feeling. It would feel so good to close your eyes, but it's not quite time yet. You can still stay focused on this necklace, even as it's getting harder, even as the sound is so relaxing and calming because you've listened to it before. You've let it guide you down into relaxation before. And if you're blinking once in a while, as you naturally do, you might start to notice that blinking feels really good 
when your eyes have had to stay so focused for so long. Blinking feels like sitting down at the end of a long day, just letting go of everything else, letting go of everything around you. And when you blink, those heavy, drowsy blinks, you might kind of want to stay in that space. So let's count you down into that sleepy space where you can just let go of everything. Let's count down from three. And when we get down to one, you can let those eyelids drop closed all the way, nice and heavy, and let go of this task that's tiring out your eyes. Three, getting fluttery, heavy eyelids, those blinks leading you down. Two, starting to let go, starting to think about how nice it feels to let go. And you're going to close your eyes on one. Just feel how nice and heavy that is. You've been focusing so hard. And now you can just let that all go. Maybe taking some deep breaths will help you release any of that remaining tension in your eyelids and all the many tiny muscles around your eyes. They work so hard for you all day. It feels so nice to just relax them. I wonder if you can imagine what it would feel like to individually relax every single one of those muscles around your eyes so that they get so heavy, it almost feels like they're glued shut. And that can be a nice image because that can help you stay in this soft, relaxed space. All the muscles in your face can start to relax, not just your eyes. You can get soft and warm and slack and heavy and droopy. And that feels so nice to release that tension. I'm going to do something now to help you go even deeper into that soft, relaxed space. You can feel your arms linked in front of you. And I want you to notice how they're nice and heavy weighing on your legs. They're nice and relaxed there. An interesting thing about your arms is that we can use them to bring you deeper into trance. I'm gonna lift them up and drop them down back onto your lap. And when I do that, you go twice as deep, relax twice as much because you can feel the weight of your arms dragging you down 
the same way the weight of your eyelids is nice and heavy and relaxing. I'm gonna lift your arms now. Let them be nice and heavy. Let me do all the work. Feel how heavy and droopy they can be if you just let them. And when I drop them, they relax twice as deeply. Right now, there you go. You can feel that in your body. You can feel that in your arms. You can feel it in your mind. Because it's not just your body that's relaxing, it's your mind too. It's not just the tension in your body that's going away, but it's the tension in your mind, the noise in your mind. And dropping those arms down can help you release all of that as well. Let's do it one more time, nice and heavy. Nice and droopy and drowsy. Good, that's very good. And drop. Good. We're gonna play with fractionation, which as you know, is where we take you out of trance and put you back in it pretty quickly. And that's a fun and interesting sensation. And the way that we're gonna do that is we're gonna use the words open and closed. And those refer to your eyelids opening and closing. When I say the word open, your eyes will open. You'll feel awake and alert. And when I say the word closed, it'll be like when I was dropping your arms and you feel that tension draining out of you again as your eyes slide closed. And you'll come back to this place this place is still and soft and focused where the only thing that matters is my voice. And we'll do that a few times. Open. Hey. You feel okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. My nose has itched since you started swinging, mm-hmm. but I forgot about it. <laughs> okay. And then you were like, we're going to bring you back. And I was like, oh, my nose still itches. I can handle that while I'm back. <laughs> That's a good point. That is an issue. Okay. But it fully went away while I was like. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mine can do very odd things. Yeah. Okay. I want you to take a couple deep breaths in and out. In and out, in, closed. Close your eyes, drop back down. You remember what that space feels like, that soft space. Some people find when they do fractionation that every time they close their eyes, the trance becomes heavier and deeper and that's why we do fractionation, is it's a deepener because the contrast between wakefulness and sleepiness 
reminds you of how good it can feel to drop more deeply. Let's do a couple more. Open. Hey. Hey. Closed. Mm. Open. <laughs> I like I like how you blink. It's cute. <laughs> Every time I'm like, yes, hello, yes. Yes. Yeah. Out here, out here, no, it's fine up here. <laughs> okay. A deep breath and close. It's nice to feel your whole body and brain relaxing when you hear that. And to know that you don't have to do anything but listen to my voice. That's very nice. I want you to notice again your arms and your hands that are intertwined. And I want you to remember times before when you've been in bondage. And you may never have had your wrists bound in quite this position before, or maybe you have, but you're very good at imagining things and you have a lot of knowledge and experience of bondage. So I'm sure you can imagine what it would feel like to have two cuffs around your wrists that are connected so that your wrists are close together and attached by a short chain. And sometimes when your wrists are bound like that, it can start to feel like your hands are glued together because that's how hard it would be to pull your arms apart. And it gets even easier to imagine what that would feel like if you imagine that it is literally glue holding your hands together. But you like leather restraints too. And those are also fun to imagine. And you felt that feeling before of tugging against leather restraints, how there's not very much give to that material, how when you pull against it, it feels almost like it's pulling back against you. You felt that pleasant feeling because for people like us, that can be a pleasant feeling of feeling like your wrists are chained together and like when you push against the restraints your muscles flex, but your hands stay where they are. You can even practice that now a little bit, that feeling of flexing your muscles as if you're trying to pull those hands apart, but you know that you can't because the leather keeps you where you are. It's firm, it's comforting, it's keeping you still, keeping those wrists together, keeping those hands together. 
That can be a fun sensation. That can be an exciting sensation. For you, I think it's mainly a familiar one that's easy to remind yourself of. I want you to try now a little bit just to prove to yourself that those restraints are there to tug your wrists a little bit apart and feel that familiar feeling of the leather keeping them where they are and feel the pleasantness of that feeling. The pleasantness of that submission in a way to the leather of knowing that you could fight it, you could resist it, but the leather makes it difficult and it's easier just to relax, just to stay where you are. And that's a lot like trance because we both know that you could resist trance. You could resist a lot of feelings you have, but that's not why we're here. It's nice to feel your wrists rooted like that. You could try again now if you want to gently pull. I'm sure you can feel on one of your arms a watch strap that actually feels a lot like those leather restraints and it holds you where you are. And that feels good to be contained where you are. That feels safe in a way to know that even if you struggle, those wrists are gonna stay together. And you're gonna stay safe. Now I'm wondering if you would like me to wake you up while your wrists are cuffed together like this. So you can see how that feels when you're awake. Okay. Okay. I'm going to count up to three to wake you up again. And I want you to notice that feeling of your hands being glued together. Trans bondage feels a little different from other types of bondage sometimes, but they have a lot in common. So we're gonna wake you up and you can just notice however your hands feel. And no matter what happens, you're doing it right. Because we're here to learn about these things together. Let's wake you up on one, 
two, three. Okay, so if you if you do tug at your hands a little bit, do you feel, how does that feel? I definitely feel like I can move them. Mm -hmm. um, I felt it, uh, I actually I feel like I can move them a lot more now than I did. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt it most in my fingers mm -hmm. while I was trancy. Mm -hmm. um, because they were touching and that had a little yeah. bit of extra heat and friction there yeah. that was more tactile mm -hmm. than like imagining my wrists. Although when you first mentioned my wrists, it was funny because you were like, your wrists are tied. And I was like, great. And my first instinct was to start moving like this <laughs> in the way I, or this is an audio medium, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the way I do uh, when my wrists are ties, which is like, great, I can move everything except my wrists from being two inches apart. But like, I was fully prepared to start moving my hands and everything. And then you were like, your hands are glued. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, that's I was, I was realizing while I was doing that, that like, when you said like, you wanted to have your hands like that, I was like, yeah, sure. And then I realized I hadn't actually done that particular thing before, mm -hmm. um, which may have been why my, my patter about it was a bit, uh nonsensical perhaps yeah um, I mean, like no it's it's fine it's just because that's where like i comfortably sit with my hands yeah, yeah um but yeah it definitely like my wrists were bound and i was like great my wrists are bound and then you were like hands are good and i was like oh okay um it felt a little bit like um couch lock honestly mm. if i smoke like a certain strain or whatever and it's like yeah that thing of like you I could if you like really wanted to but like you're kind of like i just can't possibly want to get up enough to yeah. send the motivation to my legs to stand like yeah. that's just like i could I sh i'm sure i could yeah. just... that's a really good comparison because that's what hypno bondage feels like for me too it's like i know intellectually i could move my arm but the amount of willpower that it takes feels greater than it does in a waking state. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also when you, like, before we did the arm bondage thing and you were first dropping me in and stuff, at one point I fully got to a point where, like, I saw the meme in my head, too, of just, like, I, I lay down now. <laughs> <laughs> I like so yeah. I was like and 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 bedtime. <laughs> okay, so uh, normally what I would do at this moment is like put you back into trance and kind of like undo the suggestions and take you back out, but um, it seems like the suggestions have like dissipated. I think yeah. Would you like that for any reason? Is there anything you would like me to? do like in trance or are you kind of feeling like you're done um there's like a glimmer of fuzziness that maybe i don't know if my brain is like we're not done we were gonna go back you said so mm. um or if that is just that what is... i aftercare myself the way out of yeah. But maybe drop me just in case okay. so that I'm not, yeah. like... The fuzziness is pretty normal, but I think what I will do is um, put you back down into trance. Uh, maybe not even, like, maybe we'll just do a little bit of, like, relaxation type stuff. Like, I don't think I necessarily need to, like, do a whole induction again. But no. when when you're nice and relaxed, if I count you out more slowly than I just did, like five or ten instead of three, I find that that helps a little bit. 
Um, and it may, it may help you feel more, um, ready to go on to the next things we're going to do. Yeah. I don't know. That just feels like there's like something in the back of my head that's like, no, no, we didn't, we're not, there were more steps. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I want you to close your eyes. Once again, take some of those deep breaths. Try to take breaths that are so deep that they feel like they're going all the way to the bottom of your stomach. Those are those really relaxing, trancey breaths that often come naturally when you're in trance. And to the extent that you're able, I want you to picture in your mind that feeling that you were having, that trancey feeling that you described to me as fuzzy. It's just a little bit of an altered state, a little bit different from the waking world. Things are a little softer, more relaxed. You're focused inward or you're focused on my voice or both at once. And I want you to take a moment to focus on how pleasant that feeling can be and that deep feeling of relaxation. It's almost like meditation or like when you're right about to fall asleep. And we're gonna count up to 10, kind of slowly. And I want you to notice how every number brings you a little bit closer to that state of alertness and awakeness. It's like walking up a staircase. It's gradual and gentle. And when we get to 10, you'll be feeling good in your body and in your mind. You might be feeling pretty relaxed still, but that's fine. That's a nice feeling, especially for someone as busy and stressed as you often are. So let's start at one, starting to climb that mental staircase toward alertness. Two, three, maybe feeling some of that heaviness start to dissipate. Four, five, six, starting to come back into the world around you. Seven, maybe your eyes will start to flutter open. Eight, nine, ten. Hey, friend. Hi. Did that feel um, better, like more of the kind of resolution you were wanting maybe yeah i think it might have also been a task switching thing i think Mm. it gave my brain a chance to like yeah realize oh we're done now and like switch out of that Mm -hmm. um i laughed when you said it was like that feeling before you go to sleep because you were like it's like meditating and i was like no it's like how i put myself to sleep and you were like or that feeling before you go to sleep and i was like yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you might have been laughing because I know that you're, uh, you've told me that you fall asleep very like quickly and easily once you decide to. So I was like, maybe you don't actually have that thing. No, I just <laughs> decide to have that feeling and that's how I decide to go to sleep. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess we'll like wrap up the podcast and, and, um, and the like some of the aftercare, but like we don't have to do everything. Yeah, I mean, the aftercare is mostly let Bex be quiet for a little while, yeah. which is not great audio content. Yeah. <laughs> but so, just for the podcast sake, like I guess we could sort of like summarize or wrap up or, or give some conclusions. Um, I, I learned, I mean, like I've only hypnotized a few people and, um, one of the things that's tricky about like hypnotizing uh, a person who never has been hypnotized before is that they may not know like what uh, things work for them. So like mm-hmm. we were trying some stuff and like, I think um, I, I don't really like the idea of like hypnosis working or not working. Cause I think like, it definitely seems like you felt some things. Yeah. Um, I think uh, some of the things that like we were trying to have you feel that you didn't feel I definitely would talk more up to my skill level um which as a hypnotist is like not very um, I mean this is also <laughs> a hell of a circumstance as well yes you I, know mean, what it's, I mean it's like a, yeah I'm in an apartment I've never been in before being yeah. recorded both visually and uh, audio yeah. <laughs> like, yeah there's there's only so much that the you know mm-hmm. uh however um yeah no I definitely got to like some fuzzier places and things. Um, mm-hmm. I also noticed, I think, uh, well, I think especially given, like, the particular circumstances and given that it was the first scene and everything, I think it made sense that we, like, negotiated as much as we did beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I noticed knowing what was going to happen um, actually, I, I think, made it harder mm-hmm. because I would feel you switch into the next step or see you say the first thing for like the next step or whatever and I would be like right so next time we do and it would immediately put me into like so next we do this and then this is gonna happen and now I'm supposed to feel this and rather than the suspense of what's she gonna say next making me pay attention to you right this is a tricky thing about hypno because like for consent purposes we do obviously want to closely negotiate things at least uh with people who you don't regularly do hypno with yeah but I, I, for me, it depends. Like sometimes knowing what's going to happen makes it easier for me to like pivot into that thing that we're doing because mm-hmm. I know what's happening. But like, yeah, I do also sometimes find that the opposite is true. Like surprises are more effective. Yeah. And I know for myself in terms of focus, um, if it's something, if I like feel like I know the answer or the, you know what's going to happen next or right. whatever it makes there <clears throat> it, there will be times where it feels almost impossible to focus on something mm-hmm. um like i have listened to podcasts and like if i i'll like realize i'm not listening so i'll rewind a minute yeah. you know back to when i was listening but start listening to something i have already heard and we'll just not listen <laughs> and have to re- rewind like three more times because yeah. my brain's like we have that data we don't need to pay attention at all <laughs> Um, yeah. So I think um, the surprise, like surprise for future trans stuff, would probably be easier for me, mm-hmm. and that might just be a good opportunity for uh, negotiating more than what you plan to do. Right. Right. You get consent for fifteen things, and you use ten. You know. Right. Um, so that there is still some element of surprise, but you're still able to negotiate um, mm-hmm. whatever one's cool with. Yeah. Um, I know that you've mentioned before, like, being interested in maybe doing some hypno stuff with 
your partner. And um, I would just, I would suggest that you, um, when you're doing that, that you remember some of these feelings that you've been mm-hmm. feeling here, if you can, because I often find it really helpful um, when I'm trying to go into trance to like, like try to picture in my body what that feels like. Like it, it helps me get there much like faster, which I think is like um, maybe a, a benefit of us having done this because like yes. now you have some sense of like what what it feels like in your body and in your brain and mm-hmm. like that can help you, you know, get there again. Yeah, definitely. And it does, it very much feels like that like before bed feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I realized that as you were saying it, I was like, I was like, ah, yes, it, it very much does. Like, yeah, it feels like the headspace that, and when you were talking about like individually relaxing specific muscles and stuff, I'm like, yes, that's how I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I do is I lay down and I close my eyes and I get very embodied and I focus on individual parts of my body and mm-hmm. until I get to a floaty, spacey place and then I fall asleep. Right. So maybe a relaxation induction would be helpful sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, but like. It, I didn't realize, I don't think, until, like, this, how much that really, like... Yeah. What I do to put myself to sleep in, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. I'm like, ah, (laughs) some of those are hypnosis skills. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. So I I think we're... I think we should skip all the ending stuff we usually do for the show, because I want to give you time to just, like, be quiet and chill, so... Yeah. Um, We're the Dildorks. Hope you enjoyed this. (laughs) Bye. Just send us money on Patreon. Bye. Bye.